0: I am so excited to be sharing the Word of God with you this morning, Dave and i 's prayer for each of you each day is that God will continue to transform and renew our lives, and do you know what? We know that whilst we 're not able to meet together that God is still at work in us both to will and to do his good pleasure so i 'm excited to share. What the, word of God, what the Lord has placed on my heart for us today as we continue in the series, Faith for a Great Future. At home, Dave and I have a book. It's kind of at the bottom of the bookshelf, but it's a book that we have read many moons ago by an author called Dr. Gillian McKeith. And the title of the book is You Are What You Eat. And the book is really about the title. It is all about you are what you eat and in this book there's a chapter where she says that as a doctor she can examine the tongue and from the tongue she can work out what minerals or vitamins we may be lacking she can see if we're suffering from fear or anxiety and she's even able to see how certain organs in our body are functioning all based from the tongue. When God wants to do a spiritual health check on us, do you know he does the same thing? He starts by looking at the tongue. And that's what we're going to look at today because our words are powerful. Our lives are framed by the words that we speak. The heavens and the earth were created when God said, let there be light. Words have the power to spark wars. Our words have penned beautiful love songs, and we've fallen in love because of the words somebody has spoken about our lives. Yet our words also have the ability to cause strife and damage and hurt the best of friendships and families. And despite their great power, sometimes we don't take enough time to think about the words that we're saying and the impact that our words have not only on our lives but on the lives of others. So we're going to start off by asking a question today and the question is this for all of us. When was the last time we looked at the words we speak? And when I say that, when was the last time that we looked at the words we spoke about ourselves? When we analysed the words that we speak over others, be it our friends, our family, our employers. And we're going to look at how our words can be so powerful. I love that the Bible is practical. I love that the Bible contains instruction and direction so that we can live our lives and see our lives grow and flourish and what I really love about the book of James which is where we've been studying from in recent weeks is that James is a bit of a how-to guide for the Christian life And as we've been looking over faith for a great future, we're going to continue over the next two weeks to see what James has to say and what message he gives us in the power of our words. So what does he say? What does the book of James have to say about our words? Well, he gives three illustrations that we're going to have a look at today. He says, that our words are like a bit in a horse's mouth that's able to control the direction of the horse. He says our words are like a rudder on a ship that's able to control where the ship moves in the seas. And he also says that our tongue, even though by size it's insignificant, it has the power to control our lives. And really, as we look at James 3, I almost picture him standing before us, waving brightly colored flags, saying, You need to pay attention. You need to pay attention. So that's what I want us to do this morning as we look around James 3, because we can see through these opening patterns, verses, that there is great power in our tongue. And we're going to look at three key areas today of our words. We're going to look at how our words direct our lives, how our words have the power to destroy our lives, and how our words have the power to delight our lives. So let's begin by looking how our words... Are able to direct our lives and we're going to begin at James 3 verse 3 to 5 and it says this we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. So James uses these illustrations of the bit and the rudder and he is clearly saying here that something so small has the power to control and direct something so big and powerful. So, when we think about our tongue, what happens when we speak? Well, as words come out of our mouth, they get heard by others around us and they get heard by ourselves. And those words go deep into our soul. And those words have the power to bring joy or sadness or to bring peace or upset. And they're completely dependent on the words that we speak. Listen to what Proverbs 18 verse 20 to 21 says. It says this, A man's stomach shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Our words are literally like food and anyone who wants to be healthy knows that we have to choose the right food that's going to contain the right nutrition in order for us to be healthy. Well it's no different with our souls and our spirits. God's plan for us is for us to have a light and peace-filled spirit that doesn't function out of heaviness and oppression. But if we want to live in joy, if we want to live in peace, then we've got to choose what's going to come into our body. We have got to choose what thoughts that we are going to allow into our minds. And we've got to resist wrong thoughts. We've got to choose what we think about. We have to choose things that are going to be good for us to think about. Things that are going to be right for us to think about. In Philippians 4:8, it says, "Think about things that are good, true, right, pure, honorable, and excellent." These are all found in the word of God. And if we want to nourish our soul and our spirit, we have to choose to allow the right things into our bodies. Because Romans 4 says that our lives are transformed as we renew our minds in the word of God. You see, the impact of what we allow into our lives is massive. And we can only speak out of our lives what we've allowed in. The scriptures, there's many of them, but there's two scriptures that I want to share that talk about how what goes in will come out. And it's this. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so he shall be. And another scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what goes in ultimately comes out and what comes out is what directs our lives. And so we need to be really careful to think about what we allow in because we want our words to direct our lives in the right direction. Our words are literally leading us into our future. Oftentimes, We talk and we don't even think about what we're talking about. And we don't even think about the impact our words are having on our life and the impact they're having on the lives of those around us. And if we were honest, we could probably say that some of the bad moods we have arise as a result of what we say. And perhaps even some of the problems that we have are as a result of the bad choices that we make with the words that we speak. I remember working in the bank and we had an agency or a consultancy come in to analyze our um, phone calls to see how we could improve our customer service skills. And they spent hours and hours trawling through recordings of conversations with customers. And they came at the end and they said, do you know what? The problem is not in what you do, the problem is in what you say and they began to explain to us that as a nation of Brits we're typically quite negative We typically have quite a negative outlook on life, especially in comparison to the Americans. But they said that negative impact, that negative outlook actually comes out in the way that we speak. And they said that we are doing no service to our customers when we are speaking words that are negative because that's impacting the customer relationship. And if you, they began to explain and said, if you speak to a British person and ask them how the weather is, they're great at complaining. It's either too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry. And we had to really begin to analyze the words that we spoke to our customers because they were impacting the relationship we had with them. So what about the words that we speak? how are they impacting the world in which we live? I'm not saying that our words cause all of our problems, but there is a chance that our words are causing some of the problems that we have. And when we take a step back and we try to work out a solution to perhaps the problems that we're facing, it could be a really good point to begin by examining the words that we're speaking. Because concerning our lives, our tongue controls the direction that we are going in. So what we say about our friends, what we say about our families, what we say about our job, what we say about our employer will have a great bearing on where we lead in each of those relationships. So we need to begin to really analyze and think about what am I saying? Take some time. Listen to yourself. What do you say about yourself? What do you say about you? Do you declare the word of God over you? Or do you belittle yourself? Do you tell yourself that you're no good? Do you compare yourself with others and think you haven't got a lot to offer? I want to encourage you to take stock. And I want to encourage you to speak words that are going to lead our lives in a positive direction. And if we find ourselves falling short with what we say, can I encourage you that the Holy Spirit is here to be our helper and he is here to help us as we make those decisions to begin to, to really consider what we feed into our lives so that we can speak the right things out of our lives and we don't have to make up what we say the Bible says that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so we don't have to make up the words we can go to the word of God which gives us direction because the Bible says for I know the plans I have for you plans to give you a future and a hope the Bible says that we are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus the word of God declares that we are overcomers that we are conquerors that we are more than able that when we are weak we are strong the Bible has so much to say about our lives and we need to begin to allow that word that dwells in us to come out of our mouths and allow that word to frame our future And we're going to look a bit more at that next week. But the important thing today is for us to begin to realize that our words do direct us. And God wants our words to direct us towards a future that is filled with hope. So let's begin in our quiet times thinking about the words that we speak. So what else does James say about our words? He says that our words direct us. But in James 3, he also says that our words have the power to destroy. Yikes. That is a wake up call. Our words have the power to destroy. Let me read to you from James 3, verse 5 to 6 in the message translation, what James has to say on this very subject. He says it only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do just that. By our speech, we can ruin the world. We can turn harmony to chaos. We can throw mud on a reputation. We can send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke, right from the pit of hell. When I read that, and when I've read that in the past, it does make me stand in my tracks, stand still, and really think about the words that I am speaking. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want my words to create havoc in my life or to create havoc in anybody else's life. And James really has to give us a wake-up call because sometimes we can look and we can say, oh, but the tongue is so small, the words, they don't mean anything. It's not a big deal. But you know what? Words are a big deal. And they're a really big deal to God. And that's why James has to say this. He's like, you need to know it's not a small thing. Your words have the ability to destroy Nobody goes out intentionally wanting to destroy anything. And in Proverbs, it talks about how much of a big deal our words are to God. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 in the Amplified Bible. It says this These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are repulsive to him. Okay, so what are they? a proud look the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others secondly a lying tongue thirdly hands that shed innocent blood fourth a heart that creates wicked plans fifth a false witness who breathes out lies and even half truths and one who spreads discord or rumors among brothers? Like, God hates this. It says these are repulsive to him. I wanna take note of what God thinks is repulsive because I wanna run away from the things that are going to be repulsive to God. And I want to run to the things that are going to delight God. But here, those seven things, three of them are all to do with the words of our mouths, lying about people, spreading rumors, speaking half-truths or speaking falsely against somebody. God hates it. And the other four things about planning wicked, looking at people wrongly, running towards evil, these all really are probably as a result of the words that have been spoken either in the mind or spoken amongst other people. James says earlier on in verse 2, it says, If we can control our tongues, we would be perfect and control ourselves in every other way. So our words do impact our deeds. Something small, so small has the power to affect great things in our lives. And James is saying this as he says, Look at a fire. It starts with a spark and it spreads. I remember when Dave and I first got married, we were sharing a meal with a friend and we were talking about the home that we'd set up and how we'd love to putting our candles on, on the evening. And we just loved doing that. And I remember our friend stopped us and he said, can you just be really careful with your candles? Can you make sure that you blow them all out at the end of the night? He said because he was good friends with a young couple who had just got married and they loved lighting their candles. And he said one day they went to bed, they'd blown all their candles out, but one tea light had remained on. And that night, they woke up to the sound of the fire alarm going. They had smoke billowing through their bedroom door. They couldn't make their way through, out of the house, through the front door. So they had to jump from a second-story window to try and save their lives. Their lives nearly got destroyed by a tea light that costs about 5p. Our lives can be destroyed by our words that can be spoken so flippantly yet can impact us for the rest of our lives. And we really do need to take stock. And we really need to say, I've got to check out what I'm saying. Because we don't want our words to be breathing fuel onto a fire that's going to see lives destroyed. You know, fire typically starts small, doesn't it? A few years ago, we saw fires on Tumbalan Mountain. They didn't start with a big explosion. They started with some kids playing with some matches. And they burnt through forests and took weeks to come out. You see, fires start small, but they do spread. And when they spread, they burn and they hurt and they destroy things. We are never to allow our words to destroy. So what are the words? What kind of words destroy? Careless words, gossiping words, words that are spoken out of anger, Words that lie. Words that flatter, but you don't mean it. Words that are false. Words that are manipulative. Words that belittle. Those are the kind of words that have the power to destroy lives. And we have to make a choice as children of God to say, I am not going to allow those words to come from my mouth. And do you know what that means? It means that we are going to be crying out to God to say, Holy Spirit, give me self-control. Because the reality is those words are just on the tip of our tongues. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit to rein us back in for us to control our tongues. Because we don't want to speak words that are going to destroy people's lives. We have got to think before we speak. Because God has created us in his nature and he doesn't want us as his children going around sparking fires because he doesn't do that with his words over us and he doesn't want us to do that with our words over other people. Just like words are like fire, words cannot often be controlled nor can they be reversed. And that's why we've got to be careful what we say. A word spoken in anger has the ability to damage and destroy a relationship that is years old. And words can be forgiven. But often the scars remain. And we need to take, sometimes take a step back before we speak And say, is what I'm about to say going to bring life? Or am I about to destroy somebody? And when we make that call, thinking before we speak, it's going to help cause a lot less fires. And I understand that words are being spoken day by day by people. And sometimes you don't have the choice over what people say. So I want to just look at this moment. What do we do when words are spoken over us that would seek to destroy us, that would seek to cause strife? What do we do? And I want us to look at, first of all, we do not fight fire with fire. We do not get into a, sl- a slang match. We do not start spitting out words back and forth because fire with fire ends up in bigger disruption, bigger devastation. And we do not, as children of God, want to be caught up in a blaze. But Matthew 5 tells us what we are to do when words are pointed at us to cause strife, to cause contention, to seek to destroy us. Matthew 5 43 says this, you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies, bless those who curse you Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. When words come out to attack with the view to destroy, this is our opportunity to demonstrate to the onlooking world that we are sons of the Most High God. And when words come out to destroy, we can do three things. We pray, we choose our actions and choose to walk in love and we hide ourselves in the protection and the shelter of our almighty God. I remember when I was in college, there was a girl that was just out to get me. She wanted to break up my friendships. She wanted to spread rumors, and she did. She spread rumors about me. She even talked to lecturers negatively about me. She was in for me for whatever reason. And I can remember being in the similar situation, and I had a decision to make. I knew if I had gone to talk to her, we would have had an eruption. And so I chose to let go and I chose to let God. And I began to pray. I began to pray for this girl. I prayed that the Lord would soften her heart towards me. And I began to pray and ask the Lord to reveal if I had done anything that may have hurt or upset her and caused her to react like this because if I had I wanted to apologize and put it right and I made sure that each day when I went into college that I didn't speak bad about her but I spoke well of her before other people that I chose to bless and use my mouth to bless rather than to curse. You know, the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy and the enemy will use our words to try and destroy but let's not allow our words to do his work we are children of the most high god and we are going to speak words that are going to bring life into situation we are going to pray for people when we find ourselves in situations and we are going to allow Prayer to ascend before God and for God to do the work in people's hearts. And finally, I want us to look at a third aspect that James talks about. And that is our words have the power to delight. Our words have the power to bring life. There are many passages in the Bible that describe our words like a fountain, like a brook, like a well, and like a spring. And each of those four things, their source comes from somewhere. Those waters gush out and they come from a source. Our words I like water and they come from a source and do you know when we ask Jesus into our lives he gives us a new nature he becomes our source and he wants our words to come out of our lives and display the beautiful source that he is in our lives So let's never underestimate our words and let's use our words to refresh people. Let's use our words to bring life because just as we read earlier in Proverbs 18, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We are here to bring life. The Bible says that Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And our words are there to bring life into every situation. I want us to look at some of the words that we can expect to flow from our lives as a result of having Jesus as at our source. And in one sense, we could almost call this a words health check. So when you begin to look at the words you speak, let's use this as the measure. Are these the words that we are speaking over our lives and over other people's lives on a daily basis? So what are are our words to be like? Well, Firstly, they're to be life-giving. Proverbs 10:11 says this: "Words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. Our words are to be valuable and precious." Proverbs 10:20 says, "The words of the godly are like sterling silver. And in Proverbs 20 verse 15, it says, "Wise words are more valuable than much gold and many rubies." Our words are also to be encouraging. Proverbs 10:21 says, "The words of the godly encourage many." Our words are to be helpful. Proverbs 10:32 says, "The lips of the godly speak helpful words." Proverbs 12 6 tells us that our words can save lives. And it says the words of the godly save lives. Our words can also bring healing. In Proverbs 12:18, it says the words of the wise bring healing. We can cheer people up through our words. Proverbs 12:25 says, An encouraging word cheers a person up. And our words are to be gentle. Proverbs 15:4 says, "Gentle words are a tree of life." Our words are also to be pure. Proverbs 15:26 says, "The Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words." Our words are to be, to be truthful. Proverbs 12:19 says, "Truthful words stand the test of time." Our words are to be kind. Proverbs 16:24 says kind words are like honey sweet for the soul and healthy for the body and our words are to be wise Proverbs 18:20 says wise words satisfy like a good meal the right words bring satisfaction this is what our words should look like. These are what the kind of words should be on our tongues. These are what we should be speaking over our lives. And this is what we should be speaking over the lives of others as well. And I want to encourage you that these are the words that God speaks over our lives too. He speaks words that are life-giving, that bring healing, that save our lives, that are valuable and precious that are truthful and pure, that are kind and gentle and encouraging and helpful and wise. He speaks these words over our life. And that's why we know that these words can come from our lives, because we are to be imitators of Christ. He lives in us. He's given us a new nature. And these words form part of our new nature vocabulary. Let me share with you this um, beautiful psalm, Psalm 19, that talks about the words of God over our lives. Verse 7, it says this, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. The reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant and a great reward for those who obey them. Our words are to bring life. Our words are to create a future filled with life. And we need to walk into each day with the intention to sow words of hope and life. We need to sow words of hope and life to ourselves. We need to remind ourselves who we are in Christ and all that he's done. And let's ask ourselves... Who am I going to encourage today through my words? How can I speak words of healing to somebody? How can I speak a gentle word and a kind word to somebody that may need it? Ask the Holy Spirit to show us the right words to speak at the right time that can bring life to the people in our lives. And let's choose to speak life Let's not allow our words to tear down and destroy, but instead let's allow our words to pave our way for a great future. So in conclusion today, we need to remember that if our words are to direct our lives, we need to choose what we allow into our thoughts. If we wanna be healthy, We've got to choose the right food. We need to make the word of God the priority food source for our lives. We need to choose to receive our nourishment from what God speaks over us. Because as we allow that in, that is going to be what we will speak from as we allow his word to dwell in us richly it surely will come out as we renew our minds in the word of God our lives are transformed. Proverbs four twenty three says guard your heart for from it determines the course of your life. Let's Look at what we are allowing in so that we can be directed in the right course for our lives. We also look that even though our tongue is small, it has the power and the potential for great things. And we need to make a choice to allow our words to be words that are going to build up and not tear down. We need to allow our words to speak life into our situations. And just like King David said at the end of Psalm 19, let this be our prayer today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, thank you for your word today. And Lord, we pray that you would help us not just to be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word. We want our lives and our lips to be full of life. So Lord, help us to control our tongue and understand the power that abides in our words to speak and direct our lives and Lord, I pray if there's anybody listening to this message and they've never asked you into their lives, that Holy Spirit, right now, you would go to them and you would reveal yourself to them. And they would ask you into your, their lives for you are such only a prayer away. You know, if you are listening to this message today and say, do you know what? I need to change course. I need Jesus in my life. The source in my life is black and whatever's inside is coming out and it is causing devastation and you want Jesus who's called the light of the world to come and live inside of you. If you want to ask Jesus into your life, simply say these words. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I am a sinner and I need you as a savior in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you that you are going to give me a new nature so that I can walk in the way that you want me to walk in Jesus name. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love for you to get in touch with us and you can just email us, go over to our website. We'd love to send you out a Bible and we'd also love to send you out a magazine filled with stories of people just like you who have made the best decision of their life in asking Jesus into their lives. Well God bless you and I look forward to sharing the word of God with you again next week. Take care.